Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrin. Hey, thanks for inviting me into your home, long-haul truck, RV, camper, taxi, your parents' basement, your loft, that greasy spoon just off the interstate, and your cabin in the woods. Hello to everyone catching us on one of our affiliate stations across North America, from Alaska to New Mexico and all parts in between. Hi to those of you listening in via the Conspiracy Show app, those of you watching us on our YouTube live stream, and we are streaming live tonight on our YouTube channel, Strange Planet. Uh, take a moment and, and subscribe. Uh, we have uh, passed the 16,000 submark, and we're trying to get to 20,000 20, as soon as we can. And, and finally, to all of those faithful who gather each week in the YouTube live chat room, however... And wherever you're listening, I bid thee the warmest of welcomes, and I thank you for your fine company. Uh, more of, of my uh, conversation with Dr. Magda Havis and the dangers of 5G in just a moment, along with your calls. And again, the phone lines now open for questions and comments. Let me give you those numbers again. 416 0740, that's for the greater Toronto area. And toll free from just about anywhere, 1-866-740-4740. Say, have you checked out my podcast yet? If you enjoy this program, The Conspiracy Show, I'm pretty sure you're going to also enjoy my podcast, Conspiracy Unlimited. New episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Listen and subscribe at conspiracyunlimitedpodcast.com. Conspiracyunlimitedpodcast.com. So 5G wireless technology, again, set to roll out sometime in 2020 or 2021 across the globe. It's being heralded as revolutionary. It's being said that it is integral to the Internet of all things, where everything, not just computers, are connected via the Internet. Your luggage, your refrigerator, your bottle of pills, everything. It's coming at us. There's no stopping it. The infrastructure requirements are huge. So we're looking at more data, faster uploads and downloads, which will require small cells, 5G transmitters everywhere, hundreds of billions, hundreds of billions of small cells. Is it worth the health risks? What are the health risks? Magda Havis, PhD, is a retired associate professor of environmental and resource studies at Trent University, teaching research on the biological effects of environmental contaminants. And uh, her book, Public Health SOS, The Shadow Side of the Wireless Revolution, is uh, available through Amazon. And again, she will be a speaker at the Total Health Show, April 12th to the 14th at the Metro Toronto Convention Center. TotalHealthShow.com. The TotalHealthShow.com uh, for more information. Uh, let me just, let's go through the uh, some of the ill effects again of, well, first of all, before we do that, what are the various types of, of e- EMF radiation that we need to be concerned about? You mean what what products in your home kind of thing? That's no, what you're talking no, about? no. I mean, 
there's there's you know there's microwave, but then there's also you know dirty electricity and and different okay, different sure. types of radiation. Well, uh, they fall into four different categories. One is called extremely low frequency electromagnetic fields, and this comes from things like power lines, wiring in your home, any appliance that you have that's plugged into an electric outlet. Um, this gives off a, an electric field and a magnetic field, and it's been shown to be associated with childhood cancers, for example. So children are particularly sensitive to this form of um, high magnetic fields. Then there's something called dirty electricity, which is part of the radio frequency spectrum, and it's basically um, um, on your wires. Uh, normally, a clean electricity is a nice, clean, smooth sine wave, and when you have energy-efficient appliances, when you have compact fluorescent light bulbs, LED light bulbs, certain types of um, electronic equipment, they pulse. And consequently, instead of having a nice, smooth sine wave, you now have something that has high frequencies on top of it. And it turns out these radio frequencies are biologically active, so they make people sick. Um, the third category is a combination of radio frequency and microwaves. So microwaves are just part of the radio frequency spectrum. They're at the higher end. Anything about above 300 gigahertz is considered, um, uh, sorry, megahertz is considered um, microwave radiation all the way up to 300 gigahertz. And once we get up above um, 10 gigahertz, we call that millimeter wave. So that's going to be part of the 5G rollout there's a fourth type, and that's called ground current. And ground current is a serious problem in rural areas, particularly noticeable on dairy farms because it affects milk production. Um, but it also has um, effects on farmers and people who have uh, ground current pollution in their community. And this is becoming an increasing problem that um, hasn't received very much attention at all, and it's due primarily to the uh, electric utility um, not... Um, distributing electricity appropriately. They're deliberately putting it into the ground because they don't want to spend money on wires. Um, so they're using the ground as a wire. And all of these four types are biologically harmful. Now, when it comes to you know contaminants in the water, there are regulations uh, in terms of minimum amounts uh, or, or maximum amounts of, in terms of exposure of contaminants, parts per million or parts per billion. Are there any such guidelines or regulations regarding the amount of radiation, uh, electromagnetic radiation that we're exposed to? Uh, we do have guidelines for uh, low-frequency magnetic fields. The guideline is 1,000. No, in Canada, it's 560 milligauss. But we found that um, three milligauss is associated with childhood leukemia. So, three milligauss is childhood leukemia, and our guidelines are 530 milligauss, and so they're not protective at all. Uh, we have guidelines for dirty electricity as well, and the electric utility is um, regulated so that they reduce the amount of dirty power. They have to produce clean power to bring that into your home. And they do a moderately good job. Uh, we tend to pollute the electricity once it gets into our home. So some of the problem is with our technology in the home rather than to the, because of the utility. When it comes to uh, radio frequency microwaves, the uh, Health Canada establishes guidelines for that. And the Federal Communication establishes guidelines in the United States. Um, 
but those guidelines are based entirely on a heating effect. So the concept is if it doesn't heat your body, it doesn't harm you. And we found that um, the guidelines in the United States, for example, are at 1,000 microwatts per centimeter squared, and we're finding heart palpitations in people who are sensitive at 4 microwatts per centimeter squared. So, Oh, dear Lord. So the guidelines don't do anything to protect the public at all. Uh, let's get a call in here. Kate is calling from Frankfurt. Kate, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Consistent. Terrific. And, and Frankfurt, uh, Kentucky? Nope, nope. It's, it's uh, about uh, 100 well, I'm, I'm miles. I missed all the uh, um, uh, the transition from... Uh, anyway, um, let's get to the point. I'm wondering about HARP. Is, is there any connection with HARP and 5G? Because it sounds with the uh, focused energy capabilities, they have that in common. And that might be opening a whole new can of worms, and, or it might not be related at all. I don't know. Great question, Kate. Thank you. Yep. Well, HARP is Go ahead, um, a large antenna array um, in Alaska, and um, they're doing experiments by bouncing off um, uh, microwave radiation off the ionosphere and seeing what it does. Um, it's unclear why they have HARP. Um, they claim uh, it's just to do certain types of testing, um, but um, and some people claim that it has to do with climate moderating the climate, and um, other people claim it's a weapon. So at this stage, I don't really know what what the how you know why it's used. It's there, um, but I don't know why it's used. Um, the only connection with HARP, I think, is that they're they're using microwave radiation. Um, so they're using um, you know similar uh, wave band uh, of radiation for HARP as they're using for 4G and 5G. All right, Kate, thank you for that. Did you have a supplementary, a follow-up question? Um, uh, I'm wondering if, it, if, if 5G or 4G even would have any effects on sleep. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. 4G already does. Um, it interferes with melatonin. It stimulates um, brainwave activity, so, you're, you know, you're not going to be nearly as relaxed. Um, mm-hmm. It interferes with the circadian rhythm. Um, some of um, the Earth's natural frequencies, the Schumann resonance, mm-hmm. for example, is being blocked to a certain degree. It's interfered with because of all these frequencies. And so people are having a terrible time falling asleep. Uh, and you can just look at sleep medication and, you know, all the commercials and ads for yeah. helping people get to sleep. It's a very serious problem. Yeah. And if you don't sleep, you don't heal. So it, it has uh, repercussions down the road. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Kate, thank you for the call. Uh, Richard is checking in from, I believe it's Minneapolis. Richard, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. Thank you. Good morning to you both. Um, there's a lot of talk uh, about uh, people's obsession with total dependence on their devices. And I'm wondering if it's getting too far into crackpot territory to wonder if this is an intentional side effect of a change in brain chemistry. Uh, well, it, it... Um, having people hooked on these devices is definitely uh, planned. Uh, the industry is, you know, ensuring that uh, no one wants to leave home without their cell phone, for example, because, um, you know, it becomes uh, the way that they interact with everyone. It's their camera. You know, it, it just basically uh, provides a lot of different functions for them that people want to have now. Um, and so it's it's become an addiction. And there have been a number of studies where when people... Um, are asked not to use their cell phone, they go into a complete panic attack 
just like they would if you know if you were trying to get an alcoholic off alcohol or someone who's hooked on drugs. So there's a, a real problem with the way that we're interacting with this technology, particularly for young people. Um, and not only you know is it addictive, but it's preventing them from getting a lot of exercise. So you know there's so many issues now with this technology that's um, being dealt with by you know psychiatrists and other types of doctors. Uh, trying to protect children, and um, it's going to take a long time before we can really remedy that particular situation. Okay, Richard, so did you have a follow-up? The technocrats are not pursuing the hook'em and cook'em agenda. I'm sorry. So we're pretty certain that the technocrats are not pursuing the hook'em and cook'em agenda. Um, you know, it's hard for me to get into the head of someone. Like I, I know this is you know a conspiracy show. Um, but um, in order to determine whether something is uh, deliberate, um, whether you really want to harm people with technology, you have to get into the brain of someone who's doing that. And so because I don't have access to that, uh, I can't tell. But if you wanted to harm people, this is a perfect way of doing it. Okay, there's, uh, you know, there's, there's let it happen, make it happen, and just be glad it's happening. So I think all those... Uh, in there somewhere is your answer. Richard, thanks for checking, for checking in, uh, from Minneapolis. Uh, oh, Sheldon is calling from Medicine Hat. And, uh, we're great to have, uh, Sheldon on. Medicine Hat, Alberta. Welcome, uh, Sheldon. Hello, Richard. Uh, I'm a first time caller. I love your show. And, uh, I think that this topic is, is, uh, much needed. Um, I would like to, uh, ask, uh, Dr. Havas, and forgive me, I haven't listened to the first uh, part of your program in case uh, she brought this up already, but there is uh, an article that was written in 2014 by Dr. Craig Maxwell, and the title is um, The Possible Smart Meter Autism Connection. Um, I I am diagnosed with high-functioning autism, and three of my children are. Uh, He writes that um, electromagnetic fields are linked to autism and sensory processing disorders, I wonder if Dr. Havas has studied this issue. There is Great question. Thank you, Sheldon. Thank you, Sheldon. There is some evidence that there's a link with not only autism, but attention deficit hyperactivity disorder as well. Um, and it turns out that um, if you're um, pregnant and you're exposed to a high um, uh, electromagnetic environment, then the probability of your children um, having some behavioral problems in their youth is it increases quite substantially and some of that work was done by Dr. Dietrich Linkhart in Washington State um, and there's more and more research being done in this area and as you are probably very much aware um, you know the autism is, is increasing exponentially in our population so is attention deficit hyperactivity disorder and so <clears throat> if you sort of project this into the future it's it's absolutely devastating who's going to take care of all of these children uh, you know that are not high functioning who have real serious problems in uh, navigating through through a normal day Sheldon thank you for the call thank oh you. did you have a, a, a further question Sheldon well I, I was just wondering about any defensive measures like aside from going out the grid going off the grid and moving up to northern BC if, if there's any uh, defensive measures that we can take Oh, there's a huge number that you can take. Um, the critical thing is that you you get your home as electromagnetically clean as possible. I call this electromagnetic hygiene. 
<clears throat> there's different products that you can buy. So in your bedroom, your bedroom is the most important room to get clean, so that would be where to start. Uh, it's important that you not have wireless technology in your home. I don't have any wireless technology in my home. Um, I, everything is wired, so this connection is all wired. My headset is, is wired. It's not wireless. Um, make sure that, you you know, instead of using Wi-Fi, you use Ethernet cable, for example. Uh, make sure that if you have a cordless phone, you replace it with a corded phone and multiple phones in different rooms. Um, uh, any kind of games that your children might have uh, that are wireless, make sure that they're wired. Um, if the radiation is coming from outside of your home, from a nearby cell tower, for example, and you're not prepared to move or you can't move for whatever reason, um, then what you can do is shield uh, against that radiation. There's paint available. There's film you can put on your windows that will block some of the radiation. Um, there's canopies that you can put around your bed. Um, there's clothing that you can wear that has uh, silver in it that will block uh, some of the radiation as well. So there's a heck of a lot you can do to make your home clean. And if it's electromagnetically clean, then the chances of developing electro-hypersensitivity diminish quite considerably. And there's a company in Canada that sells this technology, and it's called... Can I, can I say the name of the company? Yes, yes please. Yes. It's called um, uh, Safe Living Technology. Uh, dot com and and their website is triple w dot s l t safe living technology dot c o not dot com triple w dot s l t dot c o and they have meters that you can buy I encourage everyone to buy a, a very small inexpensive meter it's called acousticom two and it costs about two hundred and two hundred dollars two hundred and fifty dollars and it will tell you if you have microwaves uh, in your home. It will pick up a smart meter. It will pick up your microwave oven if you turn it on. Uh, by the way, we've tested a lot of microwave ovens. Most of them leak, and they leak. Uh, the power intensity is really quite high. And uh, what I recommend is that when you use your microwave oven, you actually move totally out of the room and move as far away from it as possible because you can pick up that radiation at, a, at you know 50 meters quite easily from a leaky microwave. So by using that uh, meter, it will alert you to what's available, what's in your home, and then what you can do is actually um, um, uh, shield it, shield yourself uh, from that radiation. The only other thing I would recommend is that um, there's also something called, um, because of the dirty electricity, you can put... um, uh, filters that are capacitors. You can plug them into your electric outlets, and this will get rid of the dirty electricity. And um, I think it's getpurepower.com, I think. I'm, I have to check that. But Get Pure Power sells these filters in Canada as well. And all you do is plug them into your electric outlets. It shorts out the dirty electricity, and it really um, benefits your health as a result. 416 0740 in the greater Toronto area to get on board with Dr. Amanda Havis as we continue to delve into the health, the adverse health effects of not only 5G, but 4G and 3G and other forms of um, microwave energy. 416-360-0740 and toll free from out of town. 1-866-740-4740. 1-866-740-4740. We'll get to more calls after the break, but I wanted you mentioned autism. Uh, 
And uh, it's uh, obviously we're talking about uh, an epidemic here. And uh, I mean the 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 legacy costs are just going forward. It's it's going to bankrupt uh, governments around around the country, perhaps even around the world at some point if we don't get a handle on this. But is it? I mean, autism is not necessarily you know one disorder. I mean, it's it is it not a, a collection of of various uh, disorders which could all have various causes totally uh it's more than just uh, electromagnetic pollution that contributes to autism um i know this is a controversial topic but i think um uh some of the vaccines that we've been injecting infants with and children with is contributing to autism as well because of the mercury that was uh, used as a preservative all right well uh, i want to pick up on that it is controversial maybe they'll yank us off the air for talking about it but we must and we will on the other side Dr. Magda Havis, right here on The Conspiracy Show. Don't go away. Now let me ask you, is weight loss on your wish list? Unfortunately, the commitment to weight loss often fades. Many people simply give up in the first 90 days. The key is having the right mindset. Getting thin and staying that way lies in our thought processes. And hypnotherapy can make all the difference. Now, clinical hypnotherapist Dr. Steve G. Jones has created a set of five audio hypnotic sessions that apply the power of hypnosis to reprogram the mind and replace bad habits with vibrant, positive new habits and help you achieve natural and long-lasting weight loss. Weight loss hypnotherapy really works, and it's available now at a special discount. Isn't it time to lose those extra pounds? Check out weight loss hypnotherapy right now at smartclicksavings.com. That's smartclicksavings.com. Smartclicksavings.com. Take a look around. What do you really see? This is where you can tell all about it. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett. And we are back with uh, Dr. Magda Havis. Uh, she stays with us. And we are talking about the adverse health effects of 5G set to roll out. Is it 2020 or 2021? 2020. They're actually rolling it out now and testing it in different communities. And do communities have any say in this? I mean, how is this being managed? Who are the decision makers that decide that 5G is coming to my neighborhood, for example? No one has any right to stop it. Uh, it comes from the federal government. So communities don't have the ability to protest. The antennas are actually going to go on lampposts and existing posts. So there won't be any new posts being put up for the normal small cells. There'll be some bigger ones for which I think they'll bring it to the community and have them uh, provide some input. But in the past, when 4G was rolled out, communities basically didn't have any say about it. They would have public meetings, but ultimately industry would decide what they wanted to do and where they wanted to put it, and communities had virtually no say. They don't have any say about 5G either. So it's a real infringement of our freedom, our privacy, our 
security, our safety, and our health. And this, despite thousands upon thousands upon thousands of peer-reviewed studies, long-term epidemiological studies showing adverse health effects of this type of radiation. That's right, and that includes laboratory studies as well. There were two large laboratory studies that uh, came out uh, just this year and last year. One was the National Toxicology Program study. In 2011, uh, radiofrequency and microwave radiation were classified as a possible human carcinogen. And what was missing to make that a probable human carcinogen or carcinogenic were lab studies. And since then, two very large multi-million dollar studies have been published, and they're showing that there's an increase in gliomas in rats, for example, and there's an increase in a tumor of the heart called a schwannoma, which is very similar to the acoustic neuroma that I was talking about. It's the same cells that are affecting the nerves in the ear. In the mice, it was showing up in the heart, but it's the same cells. Um, and so two of the cancers that are showing up in people are were actually showing up in, in the rat study from the National Toxicology Program. And just this year, the Ramazzini Institute, which is an Italian uh, organization, released their study looking at even lower intensities, and they basically found the same thing, gliomas and uh, um, heart schwannomas uh, in the rats and the mice. Uh, Phil Coppins, who is a, uh, uh, well, he was a frequent uh, guest on Ancient Aliens and uh, an author uh, about UFOs and so forth, terrific fellow, and uh, he, he died of a, very quickly, a rare form of heart cancer, which I had never heard before about heart cancer. And uh, I, I know people that knew Phil quite well, and they said he was always walking around. He had two cell phones, one for business, one for family, and he carried them around in the breast pocket of his uh, of his shirt. It was probably associated with a cell phone. Women who carry their uh, cell phone in their bra, uh, who store it there and then have a headset, you know, that they listen to the phone, um, there was a study done by Dr. West that came out a few years ago showing that these women, after 10 years, develop tumors immediately under where the cell phone is. All right. I'm going to go to the phones, and then after that, we will we will uh, circle back to uh, to autism. Uh, Nelson is checking in from Toronto, our media scientist friend. Hey, Nelson. Hey, Richard. Uh, great show once again. Great topic. Thank you. Uh, Rich, um, a couple of things I'm reminded of. Uh, you produced a show in which we reported an incident here in Toronto where a Nimrod plane crashed at the uh, public uh, CNE, and at that time it was reported that it was microwave radiation that brought down the plane, as well as Tom Bearden's Oblivion book, in which he talks about how there you can use microwave to put thoughts in people's head and have actually used them to cause planes to crash. So we did shows on that back in the 90s, and I think what this young lady's doing is a great yeoman service to just identify how, you know, all the evils of microwave radiation, it's not just being used as weaponry to shoot down, <laughs> take down planes, but it also can be used to create fires in the home. Well, you know, when you think about it, they've been using microwave technology or microwaves as a weapon <clears throat> since the Second World War. That's 75 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> what can, what, I, I can't, yeah, I shudder to think about what they're capable of. Yeah, what they could do with it now. Yeah. 
And I, the, probably what they're going to do is cause to put thoughts in people's heads, and it controls people's emotions with it, and they can put thoughts in people's heads through it. And so they can do all, and they can put voices in people's heads as well. You'll start to hear voices. And it's just uh, being shot at you as a beam. Very powerful uh, technology. Hopefully the public will become schooled and understand it, but I doubt it. Nelson, thank you as always. Thanks a lot. Uh, well, that's a whole other topic, and not a week goes by where I don't get an email or a call from someone who believes that they are being targeted for electronic harassment or torture. And, you know, when these reports came out of Cuba, for example, about embassy staff, that was vindication to a lot of people. They were saying, aha, you see, we told you so. But maybe if time permits, we'll get back to that in a moment. But I wanted to circle back to autism and vaccines. And I know this is a it's become a taboo topic now. Uh, the National Post ran a headline a couple of weeks ago, basically outing a couple of people who were with the, uh, I guess, the Chiropractic Association or something, and uh, saying, oh, these people have spoken out against vaccines. Well, I mean, people in chiropractic have been speaking out about vaccines for decades and decades. But now it's being used as a bludgeon to silence people. Oh, you speak out against vaccines. And I know there have been recent studies, again, pointing out that there is no causation between vaccines and autism. But again, if we're talking about, they speak about autism as if it's one disorder. And, I mean, it could be a collection of things. Could, for example, 5G or 4G, working in concert with the heavy metals that are already in our bodies and that are added to because of vaccines, I mean, it could be a contributing factor. It may not be the cause, but it could be one of the causes perhaps in conjunction with microwave radiation. What do you think? Well, there's actually some evidence to support that concept. People who have mercury amalgam fillings in their mouth, mercury is a neurotoxin. And, you know, your filling might be 30, 40 years old, but every time you chew, a little bit of that mercury is dissolved in your saliva and gets into your body. And um, there was several studies done, one looking at cell phones, and they found that co-eds, um, who used their cell phone um, and, you know, placed it next to their head, after using a cell phone, there was more mercury released in the body. So it's actually causing um, the um, dissolution of mercury and uh, increasing um, it metabolically, increasing it because as long as it's in your tooth, it's okay, but once it gets into your bloodstream, it, it becomes uh, metabolically active. Uh, there's also evidence that... Um, Microwave radiation interferes with the blood-brain barrier. It causes um, the blood-brain barrier to allow things to get into the brain that normally are kept out of it. And um, doctors are aware of this, and they're actually um, using uh, microwaves in hospitals. When they want to give you a drug that is supposed to get into the brain, they will expose your head to uh, microwave radiation, open up that blood-brain barrier, and then the drug can, can get in much more easily, and then the blood-brain barrier slowly closes up again. So if you're using a cell phone and you've got mercury amalgam or other mercury in your body, then that mercury can actually get into the brain, and mercury is a neurotoxin. It kills nerve cells and um, can do a heck of a lot of damage. So it could be that synergistic interaction between those two uh, working together. Right, right. So again, everyone's saying, well, vaccines are not the cause. Well, okay, but could they be working, as you say, in concert with other things? And, you know, if microwave radiation is allowing those heavy metals that are in all our bodies 
uh, whether it's from uh, the water we drink or the food that we eat or from vaccines, that, then we need to look at that as well. Exactly. Uh, all right. Randy is in Pittsburgh. Randy, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. Good evening. Good morning. Uh, good evening, Richard. Good evening, Doctor. Uh, very, very thought-provoking show you have on this evening. Very interesting. Um, Thank you. I, you're welcome. Uh, I would like to, before I uh, get into what I wanted to talk about, I would like to uh, write down the name. Of, I didn't quite catch the name of the book. I want to write that down. Public Health SOS. Public the Health side, the, side, the shadow side of the wireless revolution. Okay, thank you very much, Doctor. Uh, I would like to, I wanted to ask you, uh, last, last August there was a, uh, Dr. Uh, Pang on the radio from, uh, TrinityEyeCare.com and he discussed, uh, extensively the effects of, uh, blue light, which he said comes from, um, anything that has LED, uh, light coming from it, whether it's the bulbs or headlights on cars, cell phones, computers that can lead to retinal damage and or blindness, and I just wonder what your comments were on that. Well, you know, um, we've, we've moved away from the incandescent light bulb because it's not energy efficient, and <clears throat> the lighting that has been produced, the compact fluorescent light bulbs and the LEDs are actually not very good for the eyes. They're really poorly designed. Um, there's far too much blue and not enough red light, um, and so that can cause damage to the eyes and it can interfere with your sleep as well. Um, blue light and white light are particularly good in the morning uh, for people who have seasonal affective disorder, SAD, uh, because it, it mimics the, the sun, um, and so it can help you with alertness. But if you're exposed to that light during the day and just before you go to bed, then it can cause a, a, a lot of um, miscommunication with the um your, the, the hormones and the neurotransmitters in your body. Um, not only that, we've done studies with light because people who are electrically hypersensitive tell me that um, they can't tolerate fluorescent light bulbs, that it just gives them a headache, uh, they feel ill when they're exposed. And so we did a study looking at what kinds of frequencies they emit. And so the blue light uh, is part of the problem. But they All right, uh, Magda, I've got to jump in here. I, I, okay. Apologies. We'll finish up on this thought when we come back. Randy, hold on in case you have a supplementary. Back with more of our discussion on the dangers of 5G when the Conspiracy Show returns. Don't go away. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett. And we are back. Uh, last call to the phone lines. We were finishing up with Randy from uh, Pittsburgh. Where were we now, uh, Magda? You were we're talking about lights, and I mentioned yes. that uh, with blue light. fluorescent lights, the blue part of the spectrum is a problem because it's not continuous. There's too little red in these lights. The other problem is they emit radio frequency radiation, believe it or not. They emit dirty electricity, and they flicker. And this flicker is really very dangerous. And there's a product that you can buy, and I, once again, I strongly encourage people buy this because you've got lights in your house and you should test how good they are. And you've got your computer and television screens as well. And the name of the company is Sensora.com. It's S-E-N-S-O-R-A.com. And the product is called a Light B, L-I-G-H-T-B-E-E, like the... Buzzing bee, light bee. 
Right. And it costs about $100. It's well worth getting. And basically, you point it at a light source, and it will give you a sound, and that sound is the flicker that you hear. And you shouldn't hear any flicker. So when you point it at an incandescent bulb, it's really quite quiet. You point it at the sun, it's quiet. And if you point it at certain lights, it will just scream. And those are the lights you have to get rid of. So people who are sensitive don't like them, and the rest of us use them, and we get, you know, very tired eyes. And eyes, after looking at a screen for a long time, you know, it's hard to focus. And that's because of this constant flicker that we're exposed to. Randy from Pittsburgh, did you have a a follow-up question? No, just a quick follow-up comment. I mean, you had mentioned about uh, fluorescent lights giving people headaches. I know when my mother went to the grocery store and all those fluorescent lights beaming down, she would very often get headaches. So I know exactly what you're talking about. And also concerning the incandescent bulbs, I mean, certainly the LEDs and the fluorescents are more energy efficient, but it's just sad that um, <clears throat> our society gets all these uh, new technology components, which are I guess better in one way or another, but if it's at the cost of ruining our physical and or mental health, I, I think it's not worth it. <laughs> I agree with you entirely. So, thank you, Randy. Thank you. Have a good evening. Uh, uh, Peter from, uh, I think I'll take Peter from Buffalo after the break because we're coming up on another break. This is a short segment, but I wanted to ask you quickly about cardiomyopathy, uh, which I guess is kind of a precursor to heart failure or heart attacks. Uh, what's the connection between microwave radiation, 4G, 3G, 4G, 5G, and cardiomyopathy? Well, with 5G, we don't know yet. Um, We've done a few experiments uh, looking at how the heart's affected by microwave radiation, and um, there's two things that happen. One is um, microwave radiation affects the blood, um, and uh, the blood begins um, to stick together. The blood cells stick together for people who are electrically sensitive, which means that instead of individual cells going through um, a capillary, you've now got clumps of cells that are trying to get through a capillary. So the possibility, one of the worst possibilities you can get from this is either a heart attack or a stroke, um, depending on, on the health of your capillaries and your arteries. Um, so that's one thing. The other thing we noticed is that for some people, um, it affects their heart rate. And some people develop an irregular heart rate when they're exposed or they develop a really rapid heart rate. And uh, very often these people tell me that um, they feel like they're having a heart attack. Suddenly their heart will just start pounding. Um, it feels like an anxiety attack and feels like it could be a heart attack. And very often it's because of the um, microwave radiation stimulating the heart and interfering with the circulation of the blood. My word, we are... We're going to face uh, just a, a tsunami of uh, disease, degenerative uh, conditions, probably as a result of this, aren't we? I can't think of anything that we've done in the environment. And I'm, a, I'm an environmental toxicologist, and, you know, I've studied things like lead pollution and asbestos and, you know, DDT, all of those things. And this is the worst thing that we're doing, not only from the perspective of human health, Uh, but there's evidence that it's affecting biota as well. Um, It affects bird populations. It affects trees. We've done experiments with bees. Uh, The bees are adversely affected with microwave radiation. Um, And one of the key um, issues with um, 5G is that it's going to adversely affect insect populations because the size of the insect and the size of the wavelength of 5G is very, very similar. 
And so most scientists in this area think it's going to decimate the insect population, which will have repercussions on, on everything. I mean, we, we really, I mean, even if we're not 100% sure, even if we're 75% sure, we need to be slamming on the brakes and rethinking this. But there is, there is no consideration for doing any of that. They're just, they're just going to ram this through. And there's really, at this point, nothing, it seems, that we can do about it. We'll uh, take uh, more calls. Peter from Buffalo, you are next. Hold on. Dr. Magda Havis stays with us here on The Conspiracy Show. Different views make great conversation. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. And back to the phones we go. And Peter checks in from Buffalo. Hi, you guys. Uh, Great show. Another great one. I observe birds in the Buffalo Harbor from a observation tower that has a radar thing twirling on top of it. The bar is about oh, three, three and a half feet long. Uh, I guess they want to monitor the water intake in Buffalo Harbor for any kind of a terrorist attack. But it's right on top of the tower. Uh, it has a cement roof, and I'm sitting just about directly under this thing, sometimes hours on end, trying to spot uncommon birds out in the harbor. So there's cement in between me uh, and the thing, but actually I think maybe sometimes it does. the bar does overlap where I'm sitting. I kind of hate to ask the question, but uh, what am I in for? Well, what I would encourage you is to get that Acousticom 2 meter that I mentioned. Okay. And you can actually measure your exposure. Very often when you have an antenna, it's pointing away. A certain amount of the radiation actually goes underneath the antenna, so... You could be exposed to a lot. You might be exposed to very little, depending on how the antenna is configured and how far away you are from it. But the best way to find out is to get one of those inexpensive meters and just measure it. It has a scale on it from green to amber to red, and that basically tells you whether, you know, if you're in the green, you're fine. If you're amber, you wouldn't want to be there for long, and if you're red, you don't want to be there for any length of time. So you can actually determine what you're exposed to. If you find that you are exposed, then one of the things you can do is take something like an umbrella and cover it with this silver fabric and shield yourself from the radiation. So you can still be there, but you can shield yourself from the radiation. And that fabric is available from the safe living technology that I mentioned. There's a company called lessemf.com, L-E-S-S-E-M-F.com, and they sell all the products as well. Also, I observe from a point that's on the water, maybe a quarter mile, half mile from this, maybe a little more, three-quarters of a mile from this uh, radar thing. Uh, I guess in that situation, I'd be getting bombarded by uh, the radar waves. Right. Actually, radar reflects off of water. So if you've got a body of water and radar, you can get some of it reflecting off of the water as well. So you've got a double whammy, one coming directly from the antennas and then another reflecting off water or other, you know, metal objects that you might be near. Hmm. Okay. Uh, And just one last question, if I may. I have a uh, storage room that 
when I'm out of the house, I like to keep a compact fluorescent bulb burning in there just because it uses so little electricity. Mm-hmm. But I store dried food in that room, uh, not freeze-dried, but just like grains and beans. Um, you know, it's cool in there, especially in the wintertime, so I think it's a good place to keep things. But considering that the food is maybe um, 10 feet away or so from the bulb, uh, maybe a little more, I think it might be a good idea if I switch that light bulb to a um, incandescent. I don't think that light bulb will affect the food quality in any substantial way. So I don't think you have a problem with that. Okay. Okay. Thank you guys very much. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Peter. Call again. The Total Health Show. Tell us when you're going to be uh, taking the stage, Magda. I'm going to be on Saturday the 13th at 4 o'clock, and I'll be talking about uh, 5G technology. And then that evening we have uh, Tesla Medicine with Robert Conley, who was on your show last week, um, and he's got several people who will be talking about various things related to uh, Tesla medicine. I'm going to be talking about ultraviolet uh, radiation. Other people are going to be talking about light and pulsed electromagnetic fields. So uh, it should be a fun evening. Uh, the workshop in the evening uh, runs for about three hours, and I think the cost for that is $20. Um, Coming to listen to me as part of the, um, you know, coming in and, and for the program for the Total Health Show, so you don't have to pay anything extra. All right, let's say hi to Richard from Toronto. Richard, go ahead. You're on the uh, line with Dr. Magda Havis. Great, thanks. <clears throat> really good show today. Um, I thought it was interesting about the microwaves and uh, what they're emitting. Uh, I think this maybe it's a coincidence or something like that that. If you look at countries in the world that don't have a high usage of microwaves, there's a correlation between that and lower risks of cancer. And if you look at, I guess, uh, the trending of uh, our population in North America with the levels of cancer increasing, there's probably not a household in North America that doesn't have a microwave as well as their business. So as long as there are some studies that have been taking place that show a correlation between high usage of Uh, exposure to microwaves and the increase in cancer rates. Thank you very much. Thank you, Richard. There are um, two studies that I know of. Um, It's not microwaves in the form of a microwave oven, but there are two studies that are um, currently just recently published. Uh, One was in England, and they found uh, that there's an increase in gliomas, which is that brain tumor I mentioned to you, uh, from the period of 1995 to 2015. And that was the period in the 1990s was really when, you know, cell phone usage escalated. Um, the, prescript, the subscriptions for cell phones went from less than 5% of the population to over 100% in the United Kingdom. So some people were having multiple subscriptions for cell phones. And during that period, there's an increase in glioma that was found only in the temporal lobe and in the frontal lobe, which are the two parts of your brain that get the most amount of uh, radiation from cell phones. And a few years earlier, a similar study was done in California, and three different cancer registries showed exactly the same thing, that one type of tumor, and it was actually um, the glioblastoma multiforma, which is a stage 4 glioma, which means it's metastasized. It's one of the most... um, it's the fastest-growing brain tumor, and um, uh, with that one as well, there was an increase over that period of cell phone use. So we have that information. There's also evidence that there's an increase in thyroid cancer, um, mostly among women, and that's happening globally. 
Um, and when you have a cell phone, sometimes the antenna is at the base of the phone, sometimes it's at the top, sometimes it's at the side. And so your, your thyroid gland is likely to be affected by that radiation as well. And so the question is, um, what percentage of the increase in thyroid tumors, particularly in women, are associated with cell phone radiation? Mm. Uh, Richard, thank you for the call. The people that are pushing 5G, are they any different, any better than the CEOs of the tobacco companies, uh, you know, that are responsible for the deaths of millions and millions of people? Well, I guess we'll have to leave that as a, a rhetorical question. We're out of time, but, uh, okay. Dr. Havis, thank you so much for this and we'll, uh, we'll look for you Saturday, April the 13th at the Total Health Show. Thank you so much. Thanks, Richard. Dr. Magda Havis. My thanks to Owen Wolf, Albert Venzel, and uh, Ryan, my live stream producer, back next week with a brand new show. Hope you'll be along for the ride in the meantime. Don't be afraid. There is nothing concealed that won't be revealed and nothing hidden that won't be made known. What you hear in the dark, speak in the light. What I say in a whisper, proclaim from the housetops. Move over, Aphrodite, I'm coming home. Or at least up the stairs. Good night.